0: One, two, three, four. In this podcast, you will hear Knights of Vader, Knights of Vader Includes, but it's not led to Talk of Star Wars, not Reagan's We can't truly prepare you for The
1: jump that follows this song But hey, we gave it a try
0: so he Box
1: reports, they are divided. For equal, sequel, hate, and love, they fight I know that we are just musicians hired. And their time is up, so here's the Knights nice of Vader. Impressive. Most impressive. A big thank you to N-Speriority Complex for providing our theme song. It is September 25th, 2022. My name is Zach Weber, joined by Chris Porteous. I can't believe
0: it's finally here. Can you taste the excitement in the air?
1: Mm. And we have former KB manager, Joe Yazzo. Hello, everybody. And as always, with his glowing red pupils, Grand Admiral Zenger. Perhaps. (laughs) This question is if you're here. Yeah. (laughs) Zenger's like, I'm physically here, but mentally I am light years away.
2: That sounds like me at work. Oh. Whenever oh, yeah. I'm asked how it's going, I'm like, I am physically here.
1: Zenger, where's my, where's my Black Series Force Effects uh, Kenobi lightsaber that I pre-ordered from Target? Where is it? It's supposed to be shipping All next over week. the place. <laughs> all over the place. Z- just when Zenger, the just place. when Zenger finally got rid of all the carbonized shore troopers, the Andor shore troopers showed up. Oh, God. No. The There was something I stumbled across,
2: and I was like, there's pallets of these. Why? You sure it wasn't I like... I can't remember what it was. It was Goose. I can't remember. I can't remember. But uh recently they did do this really awesome thing where they're like, hey, we already marked down books. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give people an extra 40% off of that markdown. On top of that, we're doing an appreciation for our employees. So did I buy a ton of D&D books? Oh, he's picking
0: them up. He might not be able to do it. It might be too much.
2: He's
1: grunting, too.
2: (laughs) Books! And these are only the ones that are near me. There's a whole shelf over there.
1: How about that?
2: (laughs) Yep. Um, Hold on. I got some great Foley for you, too. This is a fantastic discussion. Dropping them.
1: (laughs) Sanger's like, I'm going to use these for kindling in a couple of months. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Alrighty, righty so um let's just delve into the most important discussion in this week of star wars content ai james earl jones james earl jones has now become part of the sentient hive mind of skynet he is no longer a real person he is a part of the machine now thoughts gentlemen that we will never hear authentic james earl jones is darth vader ever again
3: I don't know. I I think we're going to hear him because it's going to be like he's going to take Johnny Depp's place in like Transcendence where he's going to be. He's going to be the voice of that AI machine for the rest of the foreseeable future. I can't wait.
0: Well, you know, this story was obviously trending heavily this week. And and Zach was quick to point out we've known this for months because uh, you could you could you didn't need anyone to tell you that it was uh, um, Ultron James Earl Jones and the Kenobi show because he definitely doesn't sound like that anymore and I don't know if uh, I don't know if Zach saw it but um, I, I was quick to point out to him that that means the last real James Earl
1: Jones Darth Vader performance is in the Rise of Skywalker that might be the only like silver lining to any of this is the I have been every word inside your head it's like that's the fact that the Rise of Skywalker will have that other crown of thorns upon its head does nothing but warm my soul.
2: Well, the fact that it, I, I've, I've got, of course, we're going to be discussing a show. I want to have most up to date parameter on what the what society thinks of it, and uh, currently fifty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So critics definitely don't like it. Uh, audience score yeah. eighty six. So fascinating, amazing.
0: It's like the inverse of the typical nonsense Disney show on Rotten
3: Tomatoes. That's wild. That's because there's no wokeness to it.
2: Mm. No
1: wokeness yet.
2: And why is episode one the worst? Like, why is that one? Oh, nope. Wait. Fans, fifty-six percent for um, attack the clones. Justice is upheld. Thank God. All right. I don't know what we're talking <laughs> about
1: anymore. I, lo- I didn't even know originally was Zenger was even looking up what. What are we talking? I'm, about? I'm looking up the
2: Rotten Tomatoes for this stuff because I I want to bring James it up Thero for Jones's
1: voice for Andor oh. <laughs> for Andor It's like is there a Rotten Tomatoes thing for articles on the internet now
2: It was for
0: Andor <laughs> but there should be but it was for like audience and critic score for articles so that would be great I love that. Um, Or
1: podcast Oh jeez oh, No we already we have <laughs> we have that between Spotify and Apple jeez Wait can, can, Calrissian and Andor has 86 and 82 No don't ruin Oh you ruined it okay it's done that's where okay. had the bad reviews? Did I just check out there for a minute, or
2: no? He just he just he was still reading Attack of the Clones and not Andor. I guess I don't know. <laughs> no, I hadn't gotten to it yet because so I wasn't going to reveal it yet. I was looking up if anything's done worse, and a lot of other stuff has indeed Zanger. indeed. Not Kenobi though.
1: All right. Does anybody have any deeper thoughts on uh, Ultron? James Earl Jones. He joins the Mark Hamill in the pantheon of just eh. It's fun. I mean, do you, do you want
2: me? Do you want me to say the morbid thing, or do you want me just to just leave that alone? That...
0: Well, I'll say the morbid thing if you want. Um, Go for he's it. 91, I... he, He's ninety-one. Much like uh, beloved William Shatner, uh, it wouldn't have been unusual if Bill Shatner, William Shakesman, it wouldn't have been unusual if he dropped dead <laughs> ten years ago. Okay, like any moment now should have been yesterday. He's on the, he's on borrowed time. He's ninety-one. He doesn't sound the same.
3: Getting his last paycheck.
1: There you go. What do you mean last paycheck he gets all now he, his family gets all the paychecks. They're going to sit there and just be right Like think about it. if you're Mark Hamill's kids, forget about residuals, but just they're going to be f- this like farming this for life.
3: Like They sold he sold the rights though. What do you mean? He sold it his- he sold the yes. rights to his voice. That's what I mean. Which no. means he, that's it. But it's, it's still it's
1: done. It's no. It's not. No. You still need to get a sign off. It's like you. It's like uh, what's his name? Um, like any actor, you still need to get consent from the uh, from the family. They can't have Jane, Darth Vader. Like I don't know. Like reading.
3: I don't think so. Because do you think they needed? They needed uh, Carrie Fisher's family. Yes. To show her likeness. No, she signed it over when she was part. Oh, the original still, trilogy. It's
1: the same thing that happens with no, no. Like, okay, yes. look at it this way. They can't have James. They can't have James Earl's voice. James Earl Jones's voice read like mine comp. They can't do that. There's a level of no. Like the thing is that like they're not going to ever shut it down because it's all going to be something. They have no reason to shut it down. But it's like it's like a likeness stuff. Like you have to. It's like a something comparable to like think of Ewan McDonald like in 1990. What? five when he agreed to be obi-wan kenobi like you basically sign your life away toy wise but at the end of the day you the agent or somebody has to sign off on it that part i do
2: i do want to point out real quick (laughs) zach had literally the entire library of human history to choose from
1: (laughs) I went I went for the dark, the dark <laughs> spot.
2: No, 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 You don't you don't, you don't need to repeat. It. I wasn't gonna repeat it. I just wanted to point that out to people that he had the entire library to choose from. It's called making an extreme example. You could have said like Hunger Games or something. No, <laughs> if, 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 if can you imagine Vader reading the Twilight series? Actually, I'm gonna start a I'm gonna
1: don't start a go on me.
0: Don't give Disney ideas. There, there, He's going to be doing all kinds of audiobooks
1: now. He doesn't even have to get in the studio. They're going to have the high republic yes. novels narrated by Darth Vader.
2: Yes. <laughs> the, the last thing I want in everything. God. But that's damn. the thing is
3: Darth Vader is now brought to you by Re-Speecher, not by James Earl Jones. And that's the whole thing. It's it's he's not getting any credit for the voice anymore. It's going to be Re-Speecher. That's basically what it is.
0: I bet you they still put his name in there. He's like sort of a source sample and at least now we won't have anything like I don't I don't know if they changed it in the second game, but Darth Vader sounded silly as hell in the Battlefront game. And that the like the what, 2015 one or 2016 one, the first one, at least hilarious, embarrassing. They should have kept with the Chad Vader guy from the you from YouTube. They used somebody ah. really terrible in that Battlefront game. So no more of that, at least.
1: Think thing about that, they're putting poor Chad Vader at work now with this. This is awful. They stopped. They, I don't think Disney ever
0: used Chad Vader. Like he was in Force Unleashed, and that was about it, I think.
1: Uh, sure. It
2: passes when it goes back. Good oh. talk. <laughs> All right. Thanks, coach.
1: <laughs> so after that, do we want to talk about oh god, is there anything else that happened after uh Cal or is there anything else? It was just oh. Angel Jones. Or did
2: No, 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 I got, Ellie got me, Ellie got me something for my birthday, aside from the Lego Mjolnir, which I don't feel like standing up and getting, because it's up there. Actually, here, you know what, I can turn this around.
1: Oh, don't do us any favors. Oh, God.
2: So, um, I'm sure you can see it up there, beside the light bulb, but also beside the, yes, I am, but uh, also beside the Infinity Gauntlet that's currently giving me the bird. (laughs) I was just about to say,
1: why is there, like, a glove? (laughs) like,
2: yeah so um she got me that but she also got me this please hold one second this is the weirdest and discussion oh ah oh because we're talking about vader so it dawned on me i've been trying to find this forever and apparently it's like only carried by walmart yeah. and um in the actual lego store it's a uh, vader's meditation chamber which i haven't built yet so a year ago I that should be fun about that. anyways i was very i'm very excited that i got that <laughs>
1: That was fantastic comedic uh, effect <laughs> right there. Him literally throwing the box over his shoulder after he was done talking about it. He's um, not. A, he's, he's not a an end It's not built. We can only. You can't that. harm that. It's funny. I remember you talking about that like a year ago, and, and I've yeah. it at Walmart like a hundred times since then. I'm like, do I tell Zenger it's so readily available, or do I let him thinking it's like the holy well, grail? Well,
2: I, I was like, oh, maybe it's some like timed exclusive or something like that, and it's just. Nah, and I was just lazy. And then finally, um, in in Flatwoods, West Virginia, for the cryptid listeners and Russ, he would appreciate that. That is where that was purchased from. So, yeah, it made it extra special. Oh. I took a picture pointing at
1: stuff. Did the Mothman sign it? I wish. Dang, did you catch the Mothman? Did you finally find him? Did you bring him? Bring no, him, bring no, him?
2: it was too packed at to that place. I, I did uncomfortably hug Russ, though, from behind. To, whoa,
1: whoa, this is a family podcast. Yeah, exactly.
2: I, I I I saw him, was I able to sneak up behind him and give him a big old hug, and he looked disturbed by the fact of who's randomly hugging me. So he would tell the story, but he's not here right now.
1: Oh Ross. Ross Ross.
2: Yes. Uh I I got nothing, by the way, so I guess we can get into this. And by nothing, I mean getting into this discussion. I got nothing. I just got what's going on with his contemporaries of other things I've watched leading up to this. So there's my discussion for the day.
1: Zenger, we're going to start off with you first. What are your thoughts on Andor? We're just going to put you on the spot.
2: Awesome. I am so excited to be the first one to talk about this slow burn. This is burning so slow that you would not need to notify the fire department of how bad the, of of this burn this is burning so slow that a cup of water could put it out. This is burning so slow that I could I could stop, drop, and roll to put this thing out. So, needless to say, I'm intrigued by the last five minutes. Everything else leading up to that, if you... Actually, no, if you just didn't tell me this was a Star Wars property, I probably wouldn't have known. For the longest time, there's vague mentions of an empire, but that could be anything. You see nothing that is 100% like, in your face, Star Wars, which is fine. It's fine. It's just, it's a slow burn. And I'm like, get to it. Like, let's get to it. And um, genius idea by them releasing the first three episodes, because... My guess is the next part's gonna be leading into more. And they probably tested this or looked at it. We're like, people are not gonna respond well to this week by week. Let's release the first three. We've got nine more to go. Should be fine. So I'm excited to see where this goes. I was also like, why are we doing the flashbacks again? Like, why is this the thing now in Star Wars where we have to do these flashbacks back and forth? Though I am excited that this did not involve a bath the tank to force the flashbacks. Just random happenstance this time. Or random cutaways from like uh the Republic's coming to flip over to present day. I like that cutback. So that was a nice one in whatever episode that was because these all blended together for me. So whoops. Um anyways, uh going to the Rotten Tomatoes real quick. Do I think it deserves an 86% at the moment? Yeah, sure it hasn't done anything to violently upset me and it hasn't done anything to violently impress me. So I will stay fast at 86% of, I want to see what happens next.
1: Fair. Chris thoughts.
0: Oh man, where do I begin? I took out right, the good so, talking points. Yeah, this is, um. <laughs> so this is, this is really interesting. So like, you know, if I, 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 won't i won't be accused of being inconsistent here guys one of the things that has really just annoyed the hell out of me about most of these disney star wars projects is sort of the tone and the this the the reaction of characters in life or death situations and i I've, i'm sure i've said it before on here sometimes you, you like before this show came out you'd see rogue one and then it doesn't even feel rogue one doesn't even feel like it takes place in the same universe as the force awakens for example like tonally there's like a level of of physical basic comedy and weird dialogue and and lack of inherent risk in the force awakens for example versus something like rogue one and i think this like really um like you feel like it like it's it feels like actions matter it feels like the characters are actually in jeopardy on occasion they actually take a moment to reflect on when people die it's not just like totally lost on the characters like like you know Cassian actually looked bothered a little bit after he shot those two guys in the first episode he looked like it, it you know maybe he had done it before but it wasn't he didn't take it easily and he knew that his it, it was gonna have consequences for his life there's no there's no scene like they fly now in the series and there never will be as far as i can tell you know it doesn't that kind of a situation where you joke around while being shot at does not occur in this universe of the universe of andor and and it's just like it's like compared to comparing it to kenobi it's like what's even you know like all the stuff with roken and the ship and like the in the the uh inconsistent light speed travel and all that Like, like it i'm never wondering why they don't have technology as good as we do now like in andor this corporate uh it's help me out zach what are these guys called these corporate goons here called but these guys you know it's crazy out, they basically have the internet the bare minimum of technology <laughs> to like look up people <laughs> you know what i mean that. it's like yeah it's like they can actually look up somebody and find information about them it's like it's like Wow,
1: Star Wars having they're,
0: at least this technology that we do now. They're amazing.
1: the pre more security inspection team. They're basically right. mercenary security guards. Yeah, well, you know, but it's just like I don't I don't you know, it's like
0: I don't find myself wondering why don't they do this? Because they do they do the obvious thing. And uh and Zanger's right that like it does have a feeling of like like I don't know i think it's an illusion almost because you know i understand the like idea like wow this takes a while to get going but if you think about what you get even just from the flashbacks like the idea that uh his parents and all the adults in that village were killed in by a negligent republic mining operation and that sort of like gives cassian this deep-seated hatred for the republic and then the empire like I mean, it's kinda interesting stuff, and that's just like ten minutes of flashbacks. So like i if you can't tell, I'm really enjoying it so far. And I and it I think it really just embarrasses Obi-Wan in these first three episodes.
1: Whoa. All right, Joe, how disappointed were you there were no flying rocks in this series? Or at least the first three episodes. The door the door is still left open for flying rocks.
3: Well, if that's how we're going to judge it, you know, I'm I'm uh I'm upset I didn't see a flying rock, but hey, I was impressed that they actually said BBY five, which yeah, was first. I thought they were. I thought they were going to be. They put that to bed a long time ago. Once yeah, Disney they're not. They're not it.
0: referencing Empire Day or uh, no. you know when Star Killer Base fired, which of course that actually happened.
3: Yeah, but awesome. it's. I was like that. It it seemed. It seemed put together really good and i I do like the fact that you don't see anyone from the empire i they they're talked about but they're not seen um just a just the setup in the in the first part i i liked it was you know it's when they say it, it's created by the guy who did the born the born movies mm-hmm. you could actually see it you know it's the the tone is the same as rogue one it's you know, it, it's this is how Star Wars should be as far as if it's going to be put on Disney Plus, because it's a character you d- you know very little about. It's not one of the not one of the big three from the the original t- trilogy. And, you know, it. you don't really know that much about Cassian Andor during Rogue One. You just know he's a made, major character and he offs it at the end. But, hmm. you know, hey. Spoilers, in case anyone's never seen Rogue One.
1: Spoiler: but, rebellions are built on hope.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but there's there wasn't any. I don't I don't think that there's anything that I, that that really disturbed me. It was it was good science fiction, and it was good writing, and it was everything went really well. I didn't mind the flashbacks. I thought the flashbacks were good. It added to Andor's story. Stuff that. A lot of people didn't know about before that so it's it's developing him it's giving him the reason why you know it's it's a lot better when you sit there and do that with a character that doesn't have a backstory that isn't in the movies that isn't in every you know six different movies or it's he's not a skywalker you know i i'm curious to see how everything everything pans out but uh no, I think they're doing a great job. Can't wait for the next episode to come out. I would probably watch it the day it came out, but I can't find anything negative to say about it. What
0: a great uh,
1: barometer. You I, know. I know when Joe likes it, you know, you're, in, you know, you're kind of in trouble. Like there really must it's, be no uh, fat on the bone for, for Joe to sit there and be like, I have no complaints.
3: Well, was it really, any fat on the bone when he was in Rogue One, to be honest. All right. Oh, the did, whole, did you...
1: all of Edu is fat on the bone for Rogue One. It's just them walking around in the rain for like 25 minutes. Just, it's just, that's just kind of filler until we get to Scarif. And Calrissian Endor whines a lot in Rogue One. He does whine.
3: But now you're going to see why
0: he whines a lot.
1: <laughs> you now you're
0: calling. You're calling the scene where where Jen is finally reunited with her dying father filler? Like, come on, man. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it is. It's it's pointless because like you get the emotional payoff when she sees the hologram of him. That's your emotional payoff.
2: And I mean, all this is is just them getting the one
1: MacGuffin to find out that your princess is in another castle. Exactly. Thank you, Super Nintendo Chalmers. (laughs) Um. Okay. So I. I was shocked at how much I enjoyed this much like everybody else. As I was watching it, I I found myself on the edge of my seat, even though I really, I don't care about any of these characters. Like the there, but it's very humanistic, which is something that we can't say for star Wars, which I think is what Chris was getting at. There's a level of just comparing and contrasting Calrissian Endor, Marva Bix Even though, again, I still don't care about Calrissian Endor as a character, there's something human about him that makes him much more relatable on a subconscious level relative to they fly now, they fly now. And even though I love that moment, there is a level of just artificial barrier with the sequel trilogy characters where they feel more cartoonish than they do real human beings. And that's where this is refreshing. Even though, again, I have no problem with that Writing style—that's what makes this so unique. And that it's like you were saying, Chris, going to Kenobi, where every character in that feels like they should be like puffed up and like bubbly and glowing like a Nickelodeon cartoon.
0: Yeah, like Roken is like
1: you hate Roken, like, don't you? You really that hate guy, that character.
0: Ro and, and Camille Nangiani, whose character's name I'll never remember. Raha, to save my Raja? life, the fake Jedi. Sure, both those guys are cartoon Steve. characters. I don't believe that Roken knows how to fly a ship. Because there's a bridge. there's no bridge on that ship. He just stands in a square room and like talks. It's uh, there, uh, There's no front window, and then there's no room for a bridge because Kenobi's little shuttle takes up 70% of the ship. So I don't know how he didn't eject all of the uh, prisoners, uh, the uh, refugees into space when he left. But anyways, um, that was not a real show compared to this. This is amazing. This is the best thing that's happened since Disney Plus came out. It's great. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. The best thing that's happened since Disney plus came out is George Lucas saying there was a holiday special (laughs) that will always be the triumph to all this, Chris, come on getting Lucas to acknowledge the holiday special. That will always be the triumph of Disney Plus. Yeah. I
0: mean, well on the subject, you know, another story that was trending this week was, um, Tony Gilroy saying something about how he's, there was a quote from him about how he stressed to the crew, to like sort of put their nostalgia b- behind them and focus on just treat this like a show where you want to be proud of the work that you do and like forget uh-huh. that it's Star Wars. And you know, contrasting that with this Kenobi behind the scenes special that came out which is just one of the worst things to watch if you if you feel like you might as well just like pull your fingernails off instead of watch this thing. It's terrible. It's just like there all the actors and and Deborah Chow having googly eyes watching the original trilogy on in the volume. And it's just, there's so much emphasis on just how in love with star Wars they are. It's like, they thought that that would ensure a interesting, good show. And, uh, it's kind of the opposite of that. Like you, it it needs, still needs to have, it's, it still needs to have a decent tone and a structure to it. That is interesting to follow. And, uh, this really, uh, Andor really succeeds with that in ways that, I mean, the book of Boba Fett is not a show, It's an afterthought of Mandalorian, Um, but like it's I feel like Book of Boba Fett and Kenobi have more in common than either of those two do with Mandalorian. They're just like weird non shows that are sort of stilted in their uh, execution compared to this. So um, I don't know. I think they all need to take a note from this and I don't think it's lost on them. I think they're seeing the difference in reception and hopefully they take notes.
3: This was thought out. That's the one thing. It wasn't a knee-jerk it wasn't a knee-jerk show like, hey, you know what? We could we can do a show about obi Wan Kenobi. This was actually thought out and you can actually see it. It it was planned, it was thought out, it was written very well. It wasn't you know, they didn't bring it to the the, the tank full of walruses where they could pick the ball and and their Star Wars ball would be able to come out and be like, oh, lightsaber fight, oh, throw rocks. Yes, yes. That... So it was...
2: Uh, also, those are sea cows, if I remember correctly. <laughs> well, that, but I mean, that, Joe's makes...
0: Like, <laughs> what Joe which said, just said reminds me so much of the, uh, the, you know, the High Republic brainstorming session where they're like, what makes a Star War? It's like, battle. It's dinosaur! dinosaurs it's like tony Gil- gilroy is like how about we make a show that happens to take place in the star Wars universe and it's like what a novel idea it's what they should have been doing the whole time remarkable but
3: that's, th- that's the one thing too when you sit there and look at it all of these characters that they're getting involved in this show they are bit bit characters if you make those the the overarching main characters of the story yeah you get to flesh out the history of the rebellion and it's not something that you would put in a movie because it's, I think if, if someone watched a movie about, you know, hey, this is how the Republic formed. Yeah, it, some people might like it, but if you put it as a show, and especially I think I heard that there's going to be two seasons of this, and and they squashed it down from five, which is really good, I think, because this way they could tell a story, and if they end on something, they could, it's not going to be forced. It's more like the... Uh, I think it's Darren Lindoff's The Watchman, when they were like, oh, can't wait for season two. And he's like, well, I can't wait for season two either. Who's going to make it? He doesn't want anything to do it. He told his story. And I think that's what Tony Gilroy would do if he's that type of person. I've already told my story. If someone else wants to pick up and play with the ball, go for it. Have at it. But not sit there and have everything forced. And you could tell that there was... It was, he was giving them probably a wide berth to this, just the way it's set up, because you don't see any stormtroopers, you don't see any Imperial officers, no TIE fighters, no nothing. It was it, it was nice. It was nicely done. I do like the little thing that they had on that transport ship where they had old, it looked like old style Republic uh, gunships attached to it, and they just mm. flew down to the planet. That was good. I like that as the transports for the security forces.
2: Uh, something I want to point out, we haven't recorded the lightsaber fights and I've just blanked it from memory, have we?
1: No, we have not done the Duel the Duels part two. We have not okay. we have not okay. circled back to I'm, that yet. I'm, I'm I'm
2: making sure that it didn't happen, and I just forgot. Like my my mind went. I'm gonna make you forget this information. Z- Zenger, spoiler, to Keep your brain spoiler safe,
1: alert, Zenger. We did do it. It was the duel from Kenobi, not even the second one with the rocks. It was the awkward one in the uh, the the quarry with the flaming like hot coals. That's what it was. Perfect.
2: Um. Anyways, best hand to hand fight like has to be in it. like that's not like some like. Frickin' Harrison Ford running up and punching somebody fight. That is a actual fight between two people, and that's something I really did enjoy in this. Was like, Andor just doesn't walk up and just one punches like people down. It's like, nope, they're gonna have to scrap and fight this out for a minute, which was awesome. It was something cool to see and actually made you go, oh crap, what's gonna happen? So, and that's the other thing. I mean, no one in this show has plot armor for the most part. So. Exactly. Poor
3: <laughs> Tim. Poor Tim got iced out right on the steps. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, just gut
2: just, shot. Boom. Yeah, just bam. Done. done. Over. Also, I do know from trailers we are going to get in an atmosphere star destroyer. So, um, once I see that, automatically greatest show of all time. I mean, come on.
0: And, and atmosphere star destroyers are sort of becoming a dime a dozen, but they have—they do have like they—you know—that the impact isn't entirely lost on me. But Which yeah, like,
2: means they're listening to me. <laughs> they're well, winning yeah, me over.
0: But you know, like not only does not only does you know jealous boyfriend. Tim, who is overreaching and spying on his girlfriend, he's following her around the market. He's when she wakes up in bed, he's been already watching her for twenty minutes. <laughs> like you know, he's a he's a bit of a weird dude. He gets iced. Uh, you know, uh, Cassian's uh, the leader of his little uh, child tribe gets shot, and 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 she's plainly dead. Unlike you know, in every other Star Wars movie in the Disney era, being shot literally does nothing to you besides knock you down. So like you know, people. Like, there's that actual car- consequences
1: that character got like what 164 is a black kursant like she took one and was down black kursant took like 40 of those and just kept on like and he's fine at the end of book of boba fett he just keeps chugging along yes and that's how blasters are supposed to work
2: wookie blood yeah they're sitting outside eating ice cream laughing clapping each other on the back
0: yeah throwing melu run fruits at each other like you know it's it was just you know it that's what i'm saying they don't take place in the same universe it's another problem with everything being canon so hopefully they get away from that like the notion that all of that sort of happened chron- chronologically together is just it's problematic you know uh there, there's clone wars episodes that are like weird genres that don't sort of fit in with all the rest of them like lucas is directly responsible for some of those like like Sunny Day in the Void for example it's weird it does you may hate it and it, and that's totally fine i would understand that but they're using star wars as a canvas rather than each star wars story has to have these very core basic generic narrative beats and i think that's where they've been messing up lately until this i think i mean the most amazing thing about andor to me is that it it's evidence that Disney slash Lucasfilm hasn't put a moratorium on making decent Star Wars content. It's 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 not coming from the top. That's that's like damaging all these things. It's sort of the creatives they're putting in charge for each project are bad picks. Well, because but they're not. This shows they're not micromanaging it to make it terrible. I think they're by accident.
1: Keep in mind too that this also was announced in like mid to late 2018, so this also had probably. Probably some of the most, some of the longest gestation time for a Lucasfilm project. And it, it, it was something probably the exact, it wasn't sexy or flashy as a concept. So nobody wanted to get involved with it that would try to derail it. Like I would imagine back in 2019, everybody and their brother wanted to be involved with the Kenobi series because it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Same thing for Mandalorian season two, Book of Boba Fett. All of that I think it was just something that's not particularly interesting to people trying to advance their career so they don't see it as an opportunity to try to stick their finger into the pie. Ew. That's my that's what I think. And I think too it's just that notion of there there's a level of production value here that is oh god leaps and bounds beyond Kenobi. Think about that that the, the what would you want to call it the pinch point when you have all the security mercenary guards trying to get uh Stellan Skarsgård and Calrissian Endor there's more choreography in that one moment than the entire series of Kenobi that entire moment that actually like plays out and is staged better than Kenobi in its entirety one scene and it's almost like there's again this goes back to just almost it feels like oh god brand stewardship malfeasance like as in like you can, you know right from wrong and you're still allowing things to go wrong under your watch
0: it's it's appalling it's, it's it's criminal man like look what they did to our boy obi-wan like that's that's the that's what we get and then the Ka- cal rizzi and andor show is like is like treated like an actual movie what is going on i don't get it it's there, crazy there's a fantastic I
3: think zach had it right You had it right, Zach, because it's, you know, you compare Obi-Wan Kenobi to to Cassian Andor. There's no comparison about it. Obi-Wan Kenobi is probably, he's a classic hero. And you have the people above that absolutely have no idea what Star Wars is sitting there like, well, this is one of our better characters. We need to make sure you don't mess it up. But then you have Cassian Andor like, oh, you're okay. You don't have to worry about it. They're thinking it's just going to be fluff and then the opposite actually happens because when they micromanage it next thing you know too many hands in the jar let's have them float rocks at darth vader you know <laughs> and next thing you know cassie and andor oh it's fine you don't have to worry about that that's not that's going to be our filler show but the per they actually do it because there's no hands on from the high above it's the the microscope on their level is so small for that because they could get away with a lot more they have a little bit more freedom than it would for boba fett or for uh obi-wan kenobi or even mandalorian because of season one they let they let favreau do what he wanted on season one and then next thing you know when it started getting hot they were like whoa wait a minute
2: they started putting we, we need
1: ultron it. luke skywalker and, and rosario dawson yeah. stat
2: she was too busy um filming clark slurry but sh- shouldn't studio meddling go uh, go
0: like have a strong positive correlation with budget? Like, there's no way this cost less than Obi Wan. It's n- there's no way.
3: Well, it could if if it all depends on on how much the actors were getting paid. Because you don't really, you know, not any of them is going to be like a Hugh McGregor or uh, Rosario Dawson.
1: I also think the budget for this was probably greenlit pre COVID. Back when the cash, this has probably got a budget in 2019 where Disney was more flush with cash than it ever been before. I think that
3: streaming just came out, so
1: well, and that's and that was part of it too. Is that, and then when Kenobi was going, think about this was filmed pre-COVID, right?
3: Some of it you could see is you could tell a lot of those marketplace scenes were probably done pre-COVID. That's, there's a lot of people there. And that's
1: probably the reason why the money's on the screen with this more. Or it feels a little bit more fleshed out because they just had probably more resources than Kenobi did. Like Again, there's I think the whole marketing tactic of the, 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 God, the volume, the void, is that they're, they're trying to show this as, oh, like, oh, no, these are real sets, practical effects, probably because this technology wasn't avail- either available or it was being saved from the Mandalorian.
3: Well, the other thing, too, is you sit there and look at it. You know, here you have this this uh, this town, a scavenger town in Andor. You have a bunch of people there. You know, it's one of the places where everyone goes to in the middle in the planet. And then, you know, you have all these people there they're all doing stuff. And then you have the most heavily populated city in Tatooine and you have maybe a fourth of the people there. So that, that does speak volumes to it too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't like, I like we're not, we're not super literally like covering the content here, but like there's so many, there's so many like amazing character and dialogue moments in this that you know it's like four minute scenes of like the corporate goons talking to each other about about the state of the city and politics that have like some serious laughs in them it, like you know like this might be my my favorite line of the show like the the uh the old the old uh boss at the security agency is talking to the the i can't remember any of their characters names who's the who's the who's the young guy the young guy who's left Sam, in charge, Steve. Sam, Steve?
1: Sam Witwer, 2.0. Okay, Steve. so
0: yeah, like, you know, the old guy's the old guys trying to, to explain why he sh- they shouldn't get so worked up about the two guards being murdered, and he says, they were in a brothel, which we're not supposed to have, the expensive one, which they shouldn't be able to afford, drinking some sort of space alcohol, which we're not supposed to allow, and both of them supposedly on the job, with, which is a dismissible offense. That sentence is more complicated than any idea in the sequel trilogy <laughs> and it's also more interesting it's just like it there's like it, ta- it you get the social structure of the planet in that sentence and it also explains why he doesn't want to draw attention to these two idiots who got themselves killed it i mean the dynamics of just the security corporation are more nuanced than like anything we've got from disney star wars
2: well it plays to i mean this isn't new in the realm of star wars i know from some of the books they've kind of heavily emphasized that a lot of the imperial i mean the straight up imperials don't like to rock the boat on stuff and kind of status quo is status quo don't don't mess with things so i i, I like that he's not blatantly corrupt but he's corrupt enough if that makes sense which like that Steve? that no 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 the the the, the boss guy. guy who yeah that i mean he's corrupt in the sense of he's like i know what i know what looking into this and doing stuff with this is going to cause we're going to ignore two it na- two nights of paperwork
1: yeah, yeah. he's he's yeah. practically corrupt as in that he has there's a practical reason for the corruption
2: yeah exactly it it's going to it's going to affect things and it's like let's just leave it alone but of course um, quote unquote. Steve decides I'm gonna I'm gonna dig into this and be the best employee ever. And now we're here.
0: And he gets egged on by this, uh, like the sergeant. He's just like, it's unthinkable. Two of these guys got killed on the job, and they, they just sort of feed off each other's, uh, uh, like ambition there. And I mean, wait, it's... is is that the guy
2: from the Batman? Yeah, the one that's I don't not know, his Commissioner Gordon. Either. Yeah, yeah I, I know you're talking about. It, yeah, that he's guy's in...
0: great. The, yeah. the, like they say he's a sergeant i don't know what the the exact hierarchy is there but like those two guys interact are amazing when when they're when their plan goes to hell and they're and they're sitting there like looking like dynamite just went off like two feet away from them with like soot all over their faces and their hair messed up and the ship just their drop ship just crashed like you know it's it's gonna be so great when the boss finally comes back and realizes that two guys who got killed who were they were trying to sweep under the rug turned into like six other guys getting killed <laughs> when steve tried to do something that about he, it yeah
2: that he gonna can't be... sweep under the rug you know i'm gonna actually look up what the character's name is appreciate but that was
3: that was one of the greater parts too when the guy sits there runs back to the transport and someone tied a, a piece of a wrecked ship onto it and it got caught in the crane that
0: was yeah.
2: awesome and yeah because up. yeah because it's they, you're, you're you're trying to take one of our own we're not gonna it's, allow that well
0: but, you know, it's like it's almost like the ships are somewhat similar to to things we can physically understand. Like they have mass and inertia and, you know, unlike in Kenobi, when the the sewage haulers, a.k.a. the snow speeders, just park 10 feet away from Reva and shoot at her in a from a hovering position. And it's just sort of like it it doesn't matter because it's so stupid. You know what I mean? Like the, the, like he, this is a, this is a this is a helicopter crash basically because of some tomfoolery and hanging a cable onto it and uh it's it feels plausible. It's great.
2: And and it's an homage to George Lucas's um other film, whatever that one movie is. Zack
1: Radio Lambert. There's only two here. You, you, you
2: talk. Yes, that one. There's only two <laughs> others that he directed, anyway. All right. The the one the one where Harrison Ford's in it, and they pull off the bottom of the police cars. Trans, I mean, um, axle.
3: American graffiti.
2: how do you you not know American
1: graffiti, graffiti, even if it's for a bit. You're
2: blanked on me. I'm too busy looking at NFL scores and being happy that <laughs> chaos is raining again. The Bengals won. I'm happy.
1: No, not this again. I with Jersey non flashbacks, but like, I I just, but
0: like, it's crazy. Like, I don't feel like I'm compromising. Like, don't get me wrong. It's early. It's early days. Like this show could get terrible still, but like, I don't feel like i'm only one fourth of the way through it i know it's odds are good i don't feel like i'm (laughs) lying to myself or compromising my integrity as a human being by saying i enjoyed this like i'm not lying to myself i like zach was saying like i was on the edge of my seat i was i I was interested in where it was going uh you know like the there's a new droid that's like likable and kind of funny what's
1: what's his name chris say his name I'm,
0: I'm going to go, well, in the show, they call him B2, but apparently it's longer and worse in and re- and canon.
1: <laughs> What's his name, Chris? Joe, do you know his real name, the droid's full name? No. Uh, Chris, tell I him. Do. Tell him.
0: It, it, the, it is B2EMO. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs>
1: it's clunky. It, it, clearly, the marketing department made that choice in name. But-, but they knew they couldn't say it in the show, and they don't. Well, as of now, as of now, they don't give it time. There's there's still flashbacks. There's still flashbacks. But no, I will say that for B2 emo that I was, (laughs) I have to say it is that even with him, like, I saw the toys for him. We talked about it last week. And I'm just like, this is a boring character. And he's kind of cool. Like, it's been a while since we've had a droid character that actually feels like a character. The last one I can think of was probably BD1 from Fallen Order. But this is a character that feels like almost like an abused dog. Like, there's a certain level of, like, he's very faithful and lovable, but somebody's obviously treated him poorly for a long portion of his life or existence in Rob's case and i i was like i like him even the whole thing where um oh god he has the uh the communicator and in calresian endor's trying to talk to marva and you can tell this poor little droid is like can't stop it and it's like and he knows something bad's about to happen because of his involvement in this and like my heart went out for that droid at that moment and again there's there's more oh god sentimentality subtle subtle sentimentality than there is a uh, and again, not to keep crapping on my favorite Star Wars film, The Rise of Skywalker, but uh, Dio, who who who's another abused droid, who's J.J. Abrams, sur- uh, surrogate into the sequel trilogy.
0: That's how to not do an abused dog metaphor <laughs> versus the correct way they're doing it. And, and or, you know, I'm glad you brought the communicator thing up, Zach, because, like, you know, how I was saying, like, this show has, like, reasonable uh, uses of technology and, like, there's not you don't you don't find yourself wondering, like aren't there security cameras in this place? <laughs> like, you know, like uh, Fortress Inquisitorius where Obi-Wan just strolls around merrily. Um, you hmm. know, the communicator thing was the one moment where, like, my cynical brain was like, does does B2 really need to to have a speaker running this communicator? Can't he just line it into his dome so that, like, why is this broadcasting to the room? That didn't make any sense to me. It's kind of dumb, but it's necessary for the plot <laughs> plot point there. But, you know, like, I guess in in a new hope, C three PO literally carries a walkie talkie around with him. So dro- <laughs> droids don't have uh, built-in communicators. I guess I don't know, but uh, that took me out of it a little bit. But but you know what? I ge- you genuinely feel like I don't know if it's uh, what's Calorie's and Andor's uh, stepmom's name. It's like it's Steve. It's not Martha, but it's something like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not, it's not Martha, but, uh, but, you know, you genuinely feel like she's going to get killed because that communicator went off. It seemed like they just, by the end of the episode, they just left her house, but, um, we'll see what happens, I guess.
2: Yeah. It's, it's Mar M A A R V A Marva. Save Marva. Okay. Vaders, Why'd you use that name? (laughs) and and they wanted to show that she was 20
0: years younger so they just gave her some hair dye you know they didn't cgi her anything anything. you know she she walks normal and has some hair dye in the flashbacks and therefore she is 20 years younger good stuff
1: so okay there are a couple pieces did you guys pick up on the some of the subtle fan service in this
0: yeah i got well i without reading i didn't read any articles about it but obviously i noticed the briar pistol because that is uh his holiness kyle Katarin's signature <laughs> weapon and they used it i mean it's an obvious thing apparently they t- they the design they pulled from battlefront 2 where it was officially made a cannon weapon and um obviously calrazin andor is the cannon equivalent of kyle Katarin these days except for he was killed before being able to become a Jedi, <laughs> so that's a shame. But uh, you know, if you look at Kyle Katarn in Dark Forces, he pretty much services the exact same role as Cassian Andor does in the Rogue One movie. He's a mercenary for the for the Rebellion, and he is tasked with securing the Death Star plans. And it's fun that he ended up with Kyle Katarn's blaster, but you know, you'll never he'll never be better than Kyle Katarn. But I'll I'll take it. And I also saw the ghost in the scrapyard or something very similar to the ghost.
1: There's, yes, that too. And there's also the Y wing. There's a Y wing in the, in the scrapyard.
2: I saw that. I, I saw that when I was like, ha ha. I almost don't consider that like a reference
0: or like, you know, it's a Y wing. Like they're all over the place. <laughs> they're all yeah. over the
2: place. Sh- sure.
0: And rebels don't they like? Don't you see like the when the rebellion first gets Y-wings yes. and rebels? Isn't yes. that like a few episodes? It's a season.
1: It's a season three premiere of Rebels. Is is Ezra and Hera stealing a bunch of Y-wings?
0: So that's an Imperial ship in that t- context. Then it makes a Republic ship in that context. Well, the Empire already exists by then. Oh, well,
1: okay. You so. mean like stealing them? Then yeah, like they're supposed to be. They're not. In, I don't think they're in. Ed, they're not in Imperial possession. They're just about to be scrapped. It's something similar to this. They're, they are considered outdated and they're about to be destroyed and they basically save them from being wrecked. So something similar okay. to this. So what do we, so it kind
0: of makes sense that, you know, it's in a, it's in a, a, a impound lot because it's yeah. not the latest.
1: No, it's something that again, it's like finding like a, like a Pontiac grand Am. Like it's something that has not been made in 15 years. And it, someone will want the parts for it. It's just not going to be an everyday thing.
0: And you, I like. I haven't looked it up, but I'm. I know there's like some uh, a- imperial version of the Republic gunship. Like I don't know if this is exactly the same. You know, Singer. You, they got those in. They had those in Galactic Battlegrounds. There's like a. There was like an Empire rep- gunship like i I don't know if this is exactly it or not because it didn't show the wings folding back in the day <laughs> you know like when this thing lands, the wings go up, like the lambda class shuttle, which is kind of cool, probably so they didn't have to
2: build them on set. <laughs> that's what <laughs> i'm thinking game, they man. had like a different type of landa class i thought in the battlegrounds well yeah it's in a new hope special edition of two that they
0: sort of used to like drop off de- uh, stormtroopers and dewbacks i guess so you see it in like one shot but uh I, but you know they definitely had like some equivalent of the republic gunship and i don't know if this is exactly it because i guess this isn't the empire but and, yeah they the ship that the corporate security sort of flies in on is like I found it vaguely reminiscent of like the Nostromo from aliens. Like it's not a, it doesn't look like an aerodynamic Aww. ship. It's just like a bill. It looks like an oil rig flying through space basically. And these uh, gunships were sort of attached on the, the underside of it. I, I mean, I, that was kind of cool. I, I, one thing, uh, the, the first time I watched it, I didn't really understand that Cassian was leaving one planet and going to another, like after he was investigating his sister at the brothel and then he flew away they announced the first planet with like text on the screen. And then they s- told you it's the same planet when it showed the corporate security headquarters, I more, more one or something like that. Yeah. But then I, d- I don't think it put Martha text- one. Uh, yeah. I don't think it put text on the screen when he went to, when Cassian went to Ferrix, I think it's called. So like, I didn't, I didn't realize he actually went to a different planet. So when the corporate security guys like went to lightspeed to get to him, I was sort of confused by that, but I guess he he goes back to whatever planet he's living on and it's Phyrex. But it was weird that they put a subtitle on the one planet, but not the other one. It first showed it. I thought they did. Maybe I missed it, um, but uh, I, I watched it twice and I don't I don't remember seeing that. But um, they but they mention it that it's Phyrex by name. So, OK, maybe that's sense. what I'm thinking of, too. They do. They do mention it a few times but uh you know i'm trying to think of like like i don't know there's something so satisfying like when they treat all this stuff seriously there's something so satisfying about these goons like getting their comeuppance when like their whole plan like goes to crap at the end and like their dropship oh, yeah. gets blown up like you know like when they pretend, they act like it all matters up to that point for two hours it's so much funnier like when like when these guys like get it handed to them you know i, don't, I mm. like
2: it's satisfying I liked it. um, no, it was it was something to where i i'm I'm wondering i am like I know that that one the the one main I guess security person isn't done yet. like there's gonna be something else like I'm wondering if he's gonna join the Empire or something because he wants the like that's 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 the thing. I'm just trying to figure out where like where he's gonna go from here because obviously. Um, Cassian and Skosh is getting off the planet. Um, so I'm just wondering where we're going to go. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to be going into space with all this stuff and Mothma and um, uh, the, 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 the Force Whitaker's character and all that stuff is going to get involved. Which once again, uh, Cassian just apparently... See, this is the one problem I do have is if they're directly involved, I hate that Star Wars has to... Everybody knows everybody. I hate when they do that, and I fear that. But I'm like, we could get some other stuff where, like, Mon Mothma and I can see him meeting Saw Gerrera. I can see that, but him meeting up with Mon Mothma, I think, is a little bit stretching, in my
0: opinion. But I mean, he but like, he already's like we see him on Yavin and in, in Rogue One, though. So like, they had to have got together at some point, right? So that's our he we already just, made that connection. But I don't think
3: I don't think he's going to see Saw Gerrera. I think it's the other character that's going to see him. They're so okay. trying to get that the loose the loose pockets of resistance together to form the rebellion. And it's going to be even Rogue One. They said it was a loose rebellion. Yeah, it wasn't. There was no structure to it. It was just, hey, everybody's not happy with the way things are going. Let's all join up. And they were fighting amongst themselves
2: while fighting the Empire.
3: Yeah. So.
0: Do you think, um, like, like I wonder how much, like, Zach, like Zach was saying, like, you sort of have this impression of higher production value and not using the volume so much. I wonder if that's that feeling is going to change when they, they start showing Coruscant. Like, I don't know if they, like, do you think the next, like, two or three episodes are going to be centered around Mon Mothma and we won't, like, even see Cassian for an episode or two? Uh, what? You mean taking the Boba Fett approach? I mean, the trailer kind of implied that it was almost like a 50-50 split between Mon Mothma and Cassian's story.
2: I mean, I, I've i always wanted to see some political drama in the Star Wars universe. That's, I think, why I like, um, like Thrawn books and stuff like that. Because it has a lot of that political drama between, you know imperials and everything so that's something i really enjoy and i'd love to see like an actual show dedicated to that not something dedicated to everyone worshiping worshiping the ground that palpatine walked on but still i i would like to see that i would like to see the reverse of andor to where it's somebody trying to move up the ranks in the in the empire and not being like i'm gonna be a good guy now just staying with it the whole time sticking to their guns I wonder if we're going to
0: get, like, a, like I don't think by this point, like, 5 BBY. Do you think Palpatine's, like, still showing up to the Senate? Or do you think he just holograms in with, like, with good, like, Sheev Palpatine, like, CGI? You know how, like, in Rebels, when he, like, fakes his appearance for holograms? Like, do you think we're going to get something like that? Because if he's going to show up for the end of the Kenobi show, like, we, he must have one, like, recorded from home hologram scene in this thing
1: if we're seeing the Senate. Well, we can only hope we get some... uh the, the only actor that hasn't been ultra fa- Ultron fied yet, as in it's actually uh Ian McDermott in the flesh. You you would think he would have to show up in the Imperial Senate. It'd be strange for him to just kind of go into hiding.
0: Yeah, I just want them to do the the like the hologram thing where it's like i mean in rebels it's so funny because like it crackles for a second and you see him in his like devil form and it's like nobody questions that whatsoever like if that was shown in live action that'd be amazing where it's like he does like a, a speech via hologram like with his old appearance and it like gets fuzzy for a second and his eyes start glowing like and just everybody's like well it's you know it's just how he looks you know but that's <laughs> the worry.
2: thing i thought they knew he would look like that Yeah, they do, because he
0: showed up that one... They showed up that
2: one time... (laughs) I I survived a vicious attack! Yeah, but then
0: he was... But then he was, like... I feel like there's definitely something in Rebels where he was, like, hologramming, like...
1: Yes, that, that's with Ezra, with the Thrawn on the Star Destroyer. and He has the, the world between worlds, and he's trying to, like, convince Ezra to open it.
0: Oh, yeah, he does No, that. I remember that, but then, wasn't he making, like, videos like that were, like, playing on Coruscant or something? Like, I feel like there was some <laughs> other use of that.
1: It flashes Public's... the Monster
0: Mash? Yeah, like a PSA, a <laughs> PSA or something, you know, with power. No, he
1: does show up as PSAs, and he's Monster Mash. It's just when he's trying to talk to Ezra, he, tries, he gives the, uh, like, Attack of the Clones level, like, facade okay
0: yeah i don't know that'd be fun because like we're definitely like you know the senate's in the trailer that excites me uh it'll be interesting to see if they've like sort of um if there's like i think a subtle thing that they'll probably do just because they don't want to like have to like check alien species off a list is like they'll just be like 30% 30% more humans in the senate than there used to be because it's just like that's just how the empire rolls at least in legends there was they were a little more biased against the alien species and i think they they still are it's still a novel thing that thrawn had any position of power in the empire so i think you'll see less you I, you probably won't see et in the senate when we get there
1: oh Can we see wookies in the senate
0: oh they definitely they, they definitely got enslaved. demoted to in, to slave race yeah <laughs>
1: Even though Wookiee Senator gets demoted, he doesn't even become that, a
0: janitor. That's the one constant thing, you know. No matter legends or canon or various video games, like Kashik has always been enslaved by the Empire. Like it's it has like at least like five instances in legends and canon that that happens.
1: Did you guys? Did we? Did you mention anything yet about the um crashed shuttle on the Calrissian Endor planet?
0: Not really um you know people have been pointing out that those those uh science dudes who got space gas jaundice have <laughs> a separatist logos on their sleeves. It would have been funny if they were like you know it's it's it just it it's like Tony Gilroy knows that he can't have like a bunch of Oceans like falling out of there dying from the gas like it's just gonna be regular dudes, but they have the separatist logo on them the the, the, the separatists were like mostly made up of like weird aliens in the in clone wars and the, in the movies i think there's one example of like some human planet in clone wars that are part of the separatist that padme has so- had something to do with hell yeah but uh you know yeah um but you know it that was that's cool it's a little I, I think it was a little quickly I you might say nothing was quickly resolved in this but it seemed like a little weird that they sort of Kidnapped Cassie and Andor and took him out of there. Like, they were worried the Republic's just gonna start exterminating the children in the woods or something. <laughs> like, I was like, they could have just got him out of the ship.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Why are they worried about the Republic doing Because they're recovering a separatist oh, ship. Right, right. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I was like, sorry, my years on this got messed up. Right. I was like, well, wait, why is the Republic around during the Empire? Oh, wait, that's right. This is a flashback to like 15 years ago. Yeah, Because so we all forget yeah. that the Empire only lasted like
1: 20 years.
0: Yeah, like 18, maybe or 20, 22, something like that. Technically, what? <laughs> Not very long.
1: What, 23, 24? Because what? You have 19 years to A New Hope, three years to Empire, and then like, what, six months to Jedi? So it's under a quarter of a century.
2: I mean, and then a little bit longer, give or take, with when, when do we say the Empire's done? When Palpatine's done or when... Uh, whatever that I um, love Jakus, Zanger, Jakus. obviously. No, that, no one's ever
1: yeah. really gone Zanger. no one's ever really gone the Empire's still persisting mm. to this day gross <laughs> so no so my question is when they go on to the the wrecked Republic ship Marva turns around and says the Republic's gonna show up because we that the kids just killed a Repu- Separatist ship no, no she says Republic officer. She says no.
0: She says that a republic ship is coming. Coming,
1: but she says because they shot a republic officer.
2: Maybe they were. I in don't disguise.
0: think so. They have separatists. They have. Separatist I know, but she says republic
1: officer. Them. She says they killed an officer.
2: And, maybe and, he's misremembering.
1: Uh, maybe, but also too. Speaking of like subtle Easter eggs, or as is po- this remembering? But okay, but to bring this back to Easter eggs. Isn't this the same gas? Because we see gas emanating from the ship as it's just sitting there. It's like a yellow, like fart cloud that's just kind yeah. of wafing its way out of the ship. That's the same gas from uh, Rebels with Geonosis, with Saul Guerrera. It's It's the same, it looks like the same color hmm so like there are easter eggs here beyond just like it's not doing the panda babu and dr evazon of like i have the death system on i have the death sentence on 12 systems to jen You i mean it's not taking a saying two saying his literal <laughs> saying his exact
0: line from a new hope like he just repeats it to everyone he encounters
1: that feels like a robot chicken sketch right zenger like like there's like a Star yeah. Wars character just repeats their one line to everybody because it's just such a good line
2: I'm trying to remember like another character that just has like one line too. Oh my god. Boba Fett says I'm Boba Fett all the time. <laughs> uh the one stormtroop. Move along. Move along. Oh just god. to everybody. But this is situation. I know,
1: but by looking at the trailers for all this, we do know that the clone like there is a Imperial star destroyer that shows up on Calrissian Endor's planet. Cause that's the one shot we see of the, in, in atmosphere star destroyer, but then we see the, clone, yeah. but we, then we see how we have clone phase two clone troopers executing people. So, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like th- that's the thing where, and also another subtle reference to rogue one, where Darth Vader turns around to, to the uh, director Krennic and says, judder was destroyed in a mining accident which clearly means that there's precedent within the empire for just planets disappearing without a trace, which also well, ties know, back to Mandalorian and Mandalore.
0: That, that mining crater. Yeah. So we've got to think about how did all the parents die? First of all, <laughs> on, on a uh, canary, how did all the parents die? Well, when you look at, when you see the crater, like when, when, wait young, a second, wait a young second. Cassa it's called walking. canary. Yeah, it is called canary,
2: canary in a coal mine. Wow. Um, <laughs>
0: why did it take me this long <laughs> when well w- but when when young cassian walks past the crater it does like it does kind of look like the whole thing just exploded like it's everything's sort of all the mine equipment's like overturned it's all sort of blackened like it almost makes you think that they didn't like the, whatever they were mining you know um, Nergon 14 or whatever <laughs> like it just it, they they just didn't put up enough no smoking signs. And one guy just got mm. off his shift and the whole place just turned into a fireball. And that's what happened. You know, they, they just, they weren't picking up on contraband strongly enough. It's
1: all fun games. So you light up your death stick while in the work perimeter.
0: And there's no babysitters. Apparently all the kids were just off in a pen somewhere. And so they were spared the accident.
2: It's star Wars lawyer. Or, Fly. or it only kills people of a certain age. I mean, it looks like it just blew up.
0: Like if you watch it again, like it's like everything <laughs> it just is just up. everything just looks like it was on fire in that mining area. I mean, that too. But, I, but obviously we're going to get more flashbacks, though, or we wouldn't there wouldn't be clone troopers because this is five uh, BBY. So like anything in the main plot is not clone troopers. So even though I don't see exactly why we still need more flashbacks we're obviously getting some or there wouldn't be clones in the trailer. That's how so, you
2: tell a story now. Like Lord of the Rings, the entire but, show's a flashback to you someone's know, like, fever dream. But when he says he's been in, when he says in Rogue
0: One, he's been in this fight since he was six years old. We like we in these first three episodes, we already have his motivation for hating the Empire. Their shoddy mining operations killed his parents and he got separated from his sister because they were going to
3: roll up and Investigate this crash ship.
0: That's what else do you need?
3: Wait, they're gonna what show if him, they him don't... stealing that piece of imperial tech.
0: He's had it that long. Is that the implication? No, 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 no
2: he no, didn't no. have
3: it at that point. He's he had, the there are scenes in the trailer where he's dressed up as an imperial officer and he was telling the other guy that he you just walk in, steal the uniform, and walk in like you belong. And They yeah, you're so smug and fat and happy, they don't right. know.
1: But that, that still wouldn't be clones flashback. at that
3: point. Well, how? But at least still flashback. Okay. Well,
1: how old, I... how old is Calrissian? Hold on a second. Thing. How long? How old is Calrissian? He Endor? He's six years. What at the the beginning? At the very end of the Clone Wars. So, by by the events of Rogue One: A New Hope, he's how old? That twenty years.
3: You'd probably say he's probably about. 26 30
1: is that what it is so he's okay so yeah he's around yeah. 25 yeah okay just like i said so i'm trying to figure out just how old he is because the, during the events of this he's what in his early 20s then
3: yeah okay
1: it's according
0: to the the uh the Wikipedia, he is 26 in rogue one oh, okay. even though he, he is now probably almost 50 playing himself at 20 <laughs> i
2: believe it
1: <laughs> Okay, Zenger, go ahead. What was your point?
2: Um, so a few things. One, I think that that I think when they said the Republic's on the way, I don't think they know that the Republic's now the Empire. So we might see a very early generation Star Destroyer.
0: It's not the Empire. Yes.
2: But it could wait. Do we just do the math and figure out it couldn't be in this whole argument I'm making? Does not make sense?
3: Yes. Perfect.
2: Um, so follow up. Yeah, I, I think we're just, he, okay. In storytelling, he sets up the, he puts the pin out there of, oh, you can just walk onto a, onto a, you know, any Imperial thing and they're not going to care. I don't think we're going to get him in an Imperial uniform as a flashback. I just think that's something he's just going to do later in the series. Cause he set up that he can do that. That's something you can do. In
3: the security, when they showed his picture, they said that they got the picture when he was younger and he was detained by
2: the, uh, the Empire. I'm sure for something. Oh yeah, Ra- rousing.
0: Beardless Cassian hologram. Who could forget? Not not
2: loving the Emperor enough on Emperor Day.
0: I think they read off his rap sheet at one point, and they're like, "There was something about like assaulting an Imperial officer, like when dancing Vader." <laughs> when they first identified him as a subject, <laughs> uh, a su- uh, a suspect, but uh, it. you know, that's the weird thing. Like you can, like you, it's. it's I'm glad to, you know, the Empire didn't start out crazy, you know, like this guy (laughs) assaulted an Imperial officer and he was back out on the street, you know, like, you know, you you get your your day in court and uh, they determined that that Imperial officer just gave him too much sass and like overstepped his bounds that day and Cassian got let out.
1: Is it is it that simple or is that like like a Han Solo thing of like he goes to be a pilot in the Imperial Navy, he back talks them one too many times during a tribunal, and then he gets like banished to Minban is like infantry?
0: But like they literally just read off his criminal record and like he's a known resident of the planet, so if he was, a, it, they didn't play it like he was already a, a, had a warrant out.
1: Well, I, I think there's a difference between having like a warrant out for you and then just being like probably some like, oh, God, as, as, we've, as we've seen, the Empire at this point doesn't even have probably a major presence on every planet. Like, think, like again, it reminded me at certain points of this of the opening of Solo where like, like obviously the empire gonna have a strong presence on Corellia because that's where all the shipyards are. Whereas this is like a know nothing. Again, this is like Braca. It's it's decommissioning and scrapping the planet. Does the uh, the empire doesn't need a formal presence there.
0: You know, and as we remember from episode two, there's only uh, one million two hundred thousand clones, which is smaller than the U.S. Army. So they really with can't a, be. Everywhere. Excuse
1: me. Excuse me. With a million more on the way.
0: That was the that was the million I was referring to. There's two hundred thousand oh. ready.
1: Okay, now I look like a jerk. (laughs) How's it feel? (laughs) To be fair, they did probably salvage all those uh, test tube clones at the end of uh, the Bad Batch when they were blowing up Uh... Camino.
0: I can't remember if they showed any fetuses (laughs) in jars when the
1: planet was getting destroyed. Exactly. They had to salvage all those for uh, Palpy for another uh, 55 years from then. They're like, we might need those. At least two of those became Snoke's
2: true i was about to say the other thing is um i mean it's not like they did they were like up we're in the middle of a war we only ordered how many chris one million two hundred thousand up we're down to our last thousand guess we're gonna be out of luck on this war it, they obviously kept making and producing more and more but the how the, the war clone wars was
0: on. only like three years what like three years yeah so like how many they <laughs> the million the million the million llama promises weren't even ready the first year so, but like, how many D more do you think they
2: ordered are they the tons more maybe who knows tons it's it's it's, <laughs> it's 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 all a possibility because a i mean the, 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 <laughs> the, the empire only lasted 23 years i don't so even I mean, think
0: i don't even think they delivered the the full million that was promised by the time everything went
3: down
2: i just want to see a dump truck full of clones and that's how they get delivered not in dropships, just dropped out of the back of a dump truck. And they all just slowly get up and kind of like adjust their helmets it's just, it's just and march an, it's
1: just off. It's an army of confused Tamora <laughs> just wandering around.
0: But, you know, when they put a figure, when like when you realize there is a figure on it like that, it's like it almost makes the idea of switching over to recruiting like so much more plausible. It's like, yeah, the clones seemed like a good idea for a while, but when you really when you start running the numbers and like we only you know we the only the number have, of dump trucks
2: we bring... have to bring in
1: <laughs> interplanetary dump trucks. <laughs> like Zanger's like imagining like a giant drop ship and, and like much unlike the ones we saw in this episode of Andor, it just has dump like taka dump trucks it just kind of drops. <laughs> and it's, and it's just true <laughs> beep 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 <laughs> oh
0: my god it's great it's great i'm excited about well, it we
1: should I also did. note that even during the clone wars like most of the jedi only have what battalions and what's the quantitative figure of a battalion like it's not oh man why don't we look this up go ahead Zanger. i'll let you look that up right now but that's the thing like most of the clone war skirmishes were fought with just a battalion or two like what Wait, obviously anakin's was the 501st and then you had, uh, what was Obi-Wan's, a 212? Like, everybody had their battalion. That was kind of it. It was one battalion was sent against an army.
2: Um, so, according to this, um, defense.gov, the Army um, D- Department of Defense, uh, up to 1,000. Yeah. Six companies. Uh, f- sorry, four to six companies make up one battalion.
1: Exactly. So think about that. So if you have two – if you're entering the war with 200,000 soldiers and there's what, approximately 1,000 soldiers. Wait, what the
2: – crap? hold on, hold on. It's followed up with though two – how many soldiers are in two battalions? Two or more battalions can be made up of four to 120 – I mean 1,200 troops. Kind of look into this more. Z-
1: Zanger's having a stroke. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think the point being what, what, is that it makes okay. it it makes sense mm-hmm. that the and that was always a big thing too that the republic was so stretched thinly trying to combat the separatists like every single time they put out a fire on one planet like four more would spring up and that was the whole point was that you get to the battle of Coruscant where they're entirely in the outer rim therefore Coruscant is undefended.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, it's it, you know, but like I said, you know, it's really just like like. I don't even know. There's probably a canonical figure for the number of um, the number of planets that actually have a government. Like if you include like in the time of like in the time of the Republic, like I don't know how many planets actually. I feel like maybe the opening of episode two says something about how many planets are joining the separatists. <laughs> the opening crawl might say like dozens or something it's like, like that. It thousands
1: of systems or, or, or no, that's. um. I think I want to say it's thousands of systems that are like, I forget. There, Yes, there is some number given, but it feels very just like, it's not as specific as 200,000 units are ready and a million more on the way. It's not that specific.
0: Yeah. Do you ever think it was, on the subject of populations in Star Wars, do you ever think it's weird that only millions of people lived on Alderaan?
1: It's a very uh, vast terrain of hills and stuff. It, people got yeah, wounded yeah, very it's... easily, escaping their parents, being chased by mercenaries.
0: It, it's, it's, it's a very like
1: posh planet.
0: <laughs> Obi Wan's like it feels. It feels like approximately millions of people just died. That's what Obi Wan says. <laughs> on be fair,
1: oh, he, <laughs> only a million cried out. Others could have been sleeping that time. All right.
2: I. There you go. I do have army hierarchy now oh in front God. of me. So, so how many are in the bad batch again? The, the the actual how many? Yeah, five, six. Oh, okay. So if it's six, it should be the bad squad.
0: Well, it's six <laughs> including Crosshair, who is not part of it anymore.
2: Well, well, there. Okay, there is a team or crew which is two to four, or squad which is six to twelve. So if you have a team of five, get wrecked. You don't exist. Well, one of them's a kid. Anyways, I'm I'm very excited to see the new season of the Bad Crew. Then. Because there's a while
0: back through season two.
2: Um, let's see here. So, according to this, once again, battalion three hundred to thousand units commanded by a lieutenant colonel or Jedi. No, <laughs> if we go up to major general or brigadier general, those command four thousand to eight thousand, which is a brigade or a division, which is ten thousand to thirty thousand. Those are commanded by major generals. They don't have major generals in the Republic. They have
1: they have clone From captain racks and commander Cody. They just have Rax. Okay,
2: wait. I'm I'm really just mixing up this stuff too. So somebody who is familiar with the military is going to come kick me square in the face uh, okay. for this. So I hey, cannot you know, wait.
0: You know what though? Like a lot of like a lot of uh 501st guys are like familiar with the military but they're not familiar with star wars canon and it's like <laughs> i don't know i don't know if i'm i don't know if force goes jim falls into this category maybe he's more of a canon buff than some of the guys i run into but i've been thoroughly disappointed by the the average 501st stormtroopers canon knowledge i'm calling them out they need to brush what? up on the books but but you know th- th- like when they treat this stuff seriously that's when we get into these type of discussions like you know what i mean like i wasn't interested in the the formal structure of uh, of rokin's rebellion sect you know what i mean like i didn't take it seriously enough to like ask a question about it and i, I this is a good sign i'm feeling it i hope they don't you know i am genu- like i'm a cynical person i hope they don't mess it up do we but, see uh, do I'm we excited. see
1: rokin in this
0: rokin yeah. doesn't exist as far as tony gilroy is concerned <laughs> <laughs> but this takes place post rokin yeah, but and Roken's not it's... in the original trilogy, therefore he <laughs> dies a horrible death. And good.
3: This seems like it's in the mid rim too. It's not in the outer rim.
1: But you, because that's a th- that's part of the co- thing with the rebels too. Because rebels is what right be, oh God, right before a new hope. And Mon Mothma's doing her thing. Saw Guerrera's floating around. Like we're also like we keep saying how grounded this is. The moment you throw Saw Guerrera into this, it's gonna go like a little bit bonkers. But he's not fully
0: insane, Saw Guerrera yet. He will be. He's
1: not going to be reserved. Like I'm not saying it's it's not going to be the lies, deceit, deception. Like it's like Borgullet knows all. Like I I don't think we're gonna get the Borgullet treatment. But anytime you do Saw Gerrera, he's not a even in the video game, he's not a subtle character
0: they do put make some effort to show you that he's literally totally lost his mind by rogue one though like he's you know they he even says t- to jin that he, there's not much of him left like you know like what's the point of trying to assassinate me now like I'm on my last legs here L- literally to, not to die <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know but was he even up, was he even up to anything at that point <laughs> yeah well, like he happened he
2: happened don't to get the kill plans. Me. he yeah,
0: like he got the death star plans delivered to him but he was like I don't know if he, what he was doing on his own terms. Soguera, yeah.
1: He didn't get the Death Star plans. He got he got a uh, think about it. he he meant him Sorry, got, he got the message.
0: He got the message got about the Death Star plans. I not the actual. If Death you Star
1: plans. one thing I will say that it's always been jarring. If you ever wanted to see how badly Rogue One was reshot, I'm pretty sure if you went up to Felicity Jones or Saw oh, Saw Guerrera, good mm-hmm. lord, Forrest Whitaker, and asked them were you two ever in the same room filming it's you could i can almost guarantee they would say no if you look at their scenes from rogue one they're never in the same shot it's always shot i don't shot. believe that
0: i don't believe you think that because that the intro sort of ties them together too like i don't think i don't i don't think that was
1: no go watch the rogue one sequence where she's talking to him like in his little where you want to call it a uh, I don't know chateau. Yeah, ex- well they're not they're, exactly they're chateau. Not gonna, Thank you. <laughs> the rock they're chateau. Not gonna, they're not going to hug. He abandoned Terry like they're sixteen not in the same years shot. ago or they, something. Go watch that scene. They are not in the same frame at any any moment. That is 100% I don't care a hundred percent shot scene.
0: Remember all. I don't care go because Tony the the Gilroy Yor- saved it, and uh, he's a hero. And the go is great.
1: watch the okay. I will always beat this drum like much like how I want the shooting script to the rise of Skywalker. I want to know the context to the scene. Ninety. Go watch the Rogue One teaser trailer and tell me what the hell was happening. You get director Krennic at dusk walking across like the beach, and that doesn't even make sense now in that movie. It
0: could have been, but it could have been when he was when he took his Death Troopers and head over to the data center. That could have just been like it's dusk. You know, he was it's dusk. the The battle ends before dusk. Maybe the death star didn't fire who who
2: knows maybe. maybe maybe the 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 how fast the the world turns on this planet is is drastically different from day to day
1: point like, be- do
2: do do you know the rotational speed of the planet
1: it's one that's that's the measure of a day in star wars is a rotation exactly but this one could be like 12 hours i mean 10 hours my favorite that's in star wars the clone wars the movie where it's like Jabba's giving us three rotations to get his son back i'm like that is a cool uh time figure a rotation that's cool but then you have then you have like annoying like i'm
0: gonna say it pablo hidalgo is an annoying person he'll say stuff like he'll say stuff like uh you know we sort of just treat it like every day is the same speed on every planet like he said something like that within the last few years it's like could you shut up and not say like ridiculous stuff like that? Like it bothers me that the writers are treating it like every day is the same duration in Star Wars. That's not good. Why Try don't hard.
2: they just go? I thought in one of the books they go off of like they mention that like everything goes by, um, Coruscant time. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But that's like saying that's like forcing the whole world
0: to to use Eastern Standard Time. I'm, um, I'm all we for it. do. But you know, but <laughs> I'm all for it. Good. They can they can be six a.m. and uh, uh, peak darkness if they, if they want. But but it's it's that's one thing. But then saying that each planet rotates at the same speed is absolutely Laughable. absurd. And Pablo Hidalgo should be like laughed out of his job for saying such a comment. That
1: does, doesn't matter. Yeah.
2: That's does someone matter? get Neil deGrasse Tyson on this. In, also, in Andor, it would
0: matter, Zach. But in the Force Awakens, it would not matter. Also, to feel? point out.
2: Damn it. To point out real quick, here's how I know Eastern Standard Time is the U.S. standard. When do, when do football games start? At 1 p.m. on Sunday. They don't start at 1 p.m. Pacific Time. It's Eastern Time no matter where in the country it is.
0: That's an arbitrary consequence of the fact that they would be too late Eastern Time for them to make money if it were the other way around.
2: And once again, <laughs> this country's run by what everybody? The almighty dollar.
1: Isn't it also all the trains are set on Eastern Standard Time? Like the train schedules back like 100 years ago, that was the basis for train schedules was Eastern Standard Time?
0: Sure, let's go with that. Feels pretty good to be in the most important time zone. Exactly.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: When the trains first developed, were, were there that many people out west? No.
1: Exactly. Thank you, Jeff. Why,
3: why would you put it to the Eastern, Western Standard
2: Time? Exactly.
1: Also, so, you're actually also going, going there. Obviously, you're not coming so back relevant. from
3: there
2: also they feared that people going above uh 25 miles an hour could cause instant
1: death so just remember that too this took a hard left turn into uh i don't knowsville all right I'm <laughs> into, happy all into right. dumb obscure facts from right. the
2: turn of the century any,
1: any predictions for the remainder of calvary okay what do we think is gonna happen because apparently zach will hate it chapter four are, are we calling these chapters or episodes have they given us official oh uh, wait oh, oh i just exited out of the page episodes. Okay, so Andor episode four, A New Hope. Apparently, this is where Gross. this is where we <laughs> this is where we get introduced to Mon Mothma in the Imperial Senate. Do we get any big revelations here, or is it gonna be a lot of just uh, Attack of the Clones in it, where it's just people talking in a room about diplomacy?
2: Oh, give me diplomacy! God damn, give me diplomacy! God dang, give me diplomacy! Sorry, there's gonna be an edit there. I don't care. I want forty minutes of C-SPAN style Senate. <laughs> Joe, I think you're,
3: it's gonna go. It's gonna go with uh, the guy that Andor went off planet with. What do we think He's of Luth- be the focal point?
1: What, what do you think of was it Luther? Scrooge. Luthen, Luthen, I believe it so is. So, what, what do we think of Luthen? Like, he had, like even like he has very little to do in that third episode. Even his whole thing of like parking on the outskirts and having to take like a bus to get to the city, even that was kind of cool. And the guy's just kind of talking to him and won't go away about just the commuting and everything that's happened in the last couple of years. Even we've that... all been there, exactly. And 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 that's again, it's a neat moment. And I will say that I know. Uh, For when I went to go see Rogue One in IMAX, they showed the motors falling from the ceiling clip they did butcher that in editing for the rogue one like thing because like the like that sequence is much more laid out because it shows all the mercenaries and they completely cut out like every moment of that so weird to have a preview scene and then butcher it awkwardly you think you just pick a whole scene in its entirety and not really play with it but lucas i regret lucasfilm I forgot to mention that like I almost
0: regret going to see Rogue One in IMAX because that told like that is like that is a climactic scene of the third episode that I knew about like as soon as as soon as they start mentioning in the first episode that Cassian's trying to set up this deal and he's got this thing I'm like oh it's the this is two hours to get to the scene that I've already seen from Rogue One in theaters. Like, I, I wish I never saw that scene, to be honest, because like it didn't translate very well out of context and the editing was worse and it just sort of made the, like any impression I had. I think the impression that nothing that it took a long time to get going is in part because I was thinking about that scene when I was watching it. And like, it's literally like halfway through the third episode that that
1: scene comes up. So I kind of wish I never saw that. I think it did its job. It's at the bar credibly low and not just for the series, but that action sequence, because that entire part of it is the most boring, dry part of it.
0: And also Luthen's pretty dumb. Like he should get that box. Like it's pretty valuable. It can like detect Imperial ships in hyperspace for like 16. No, or No, no,
2: because he's going to make Cassie and get it later to prove his, his salt to him. Or prove that he's really in for this.
1: Possibly.
0: Telling did me he I'm really come this. for the
3: box, or did he come from for andor?
0: That box is more valuable than
1: a human being. <laughs> oh god, Chris, maybe that's a genesis for the uh, captain's medallion from the rise of Skywalker. Uh the what? The captain's medallion. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that gives you uh, a free entry to any uh Plot Point that you need. I mean, they uh, they even capital ship, don't
0: they? I think they even like say something implying that it's connected to that. Like they say they're the this the seal, or they might even say medallion. They talk about the like imperial. There's something on there. Seal hasn't been broken. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it's somehow connected to that. But I think that's more of a that's more of like a transponder for toll roads in rise of skywalker <laughs> more than a more than more than something that will detect like hyperspace lanes or something. But I wouldn't be surprised if the, they, they, cause you know what I mean? Tony Gilroy, it, Tony Gilroy is listed as the writer for these first three. I don't know if he did every episode or not, but
2: Oh, I had this pulled up and I asked out of it. I know he's involved in a lot of them.
0: Well, he, he in the, in the first few credits, he's listed as the writer for all three that that came out and stuff like that is what will be peppered in later by the story group and what minimal he and he
2: writes involvement. he writes eight nine and ten nice so he wrote these and he oh, wrote my 11. bad my, my my bad he directs eight nine and ten he writes eleven and twelve
0: okay so and that's the dan
2: gilroy apparently does stuff too which i hope is his brother what are the odds
0: that it's not his brother? Not I good.
2: would love it.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. That's cool. That's like he's because, he, because. Oh, well, that- he
2: is brother to Tony Gilroy, but twin brother to John Gilroy, who also does things.
0: I'm on, I'm on team. Gil- I'm on team Gilroy. I think they're, you know, they're going to, um, that does does tell you that you might have some filler episodes in the middle because Tony Gilroy tried his hardest to intellectually muster a story here and he's like I got the first three and I got the last two you guys figure out the rest (laughs) but it's like it's good to know that the where it's going uh, is set up by these first three
2: okay I will throw this out there Uh, episode seven is going to be off the walls bonkers because it is being directed by someone who does two other episodes but it is written by somebody who does no other episodes so my guess is that's the bonkers episode
0: interesting but you know like i'm i feel like i'm less i i feel like the directors of the of these disney plus shows have less control than ever because like if you like deborah chow's mandalorian episodes made you think that kenobi would be awesome yeah <laughs> yeah
1: Insert cricket noise here. We, we yes. all know how that turned out. All right. Any other uh, thoughts, comments, concerns, sniper remarks about Calrissian andor? I am.
0: I am satisfied. I hope I don't end up eating my words. But right now, it's like I can't believe I'm saying it. It's Calrissian andor. I remember making jokes on this show about how, like, wow, the only character that's he, uh, the only character that's more boring than Calories and Andor is Poe Dameron. Why are we getting a whole show about him? But, you know, it, this is better than Obi Wan. I hate to say it. Obi Wan's got Darth Vader, it's got Cyber, Cybertron James Earl Jones in it. This is yeah. better. Yeah.
1: Who is a Transformer that turned into the Boombox?
3: Soundwave.
2: Soundwave
1: J- James Earl
3: Jones. Blaster.
2: Yeah, I was about to say Blaster does too. Oh, my
1: God. All right. Oh man, I'm going to go watch
2: Transformers 1986 again because of course I watch it every day.
1: Got the touch. You got the touch. Do do. So it concludes this episode of Knights of Vader, a Star Wars podcast. Check out the Facebook group. Check out the Instagram KOV podcast. You will find us there waiting for you. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you to everybody who's given us some Spotify ratings. I think we're at a dozen right now which is higher than some legit podcasts out there. Zenger, I will say, Zeng this doesn't even have a average rating yet cuz it has not I think uh crashed, yeah.
2: Ah. ah. Keeping that. Keeping that score low. <laughs> Expectations high, scores low. Zenger's
1: like we can't have a low average rating if we don't have any average rating. <laughs> you got to game the system, man. <laughs> oh, dear. Thank you to An Inspiriority Complex for providing our theme song. Check out the show notes to hear more from them. For questions, comments, concerns, or snide remarks, you can talk to me, Zach, on Twitter at Cinemadies, or in the Facebook group, or you can relay a message through the Instagram. When I'm not doing this podcast, it is currently Mont Stober on Cinemadies. Rob and I recorded an episode on Killer Clowns from Outer Space, but I don't think it's been released yet. Um, But we did talk about the Twilight Zone movie. We talked about Nope. We will be doing Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018, Halloween Kills, and then eventually Halloween ends sometime in the next couple weeks. So check that out. But when you're not listening to Halloween, Zenger, where can people find you? Uh,
2: They can find me. Talking about whatever nerdy topic comes to our mind over on Zingness. That's Z-E-N-G. This on whatever, no, I mean thing you get your podcast on, except for Spotify, because apparently we are sitting pretty at no one listening to us on that.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, Joe, when you're not burning retail to the ground, what are you up to? <laughs>
3: well, you could, uh, you could listen to more of my stuff on uh, the Wheel of Convo with Corey and Joe. Uh, just finished up our Star Trek conversation. So that was a good one to, to tape. Um, listen, listen to me drone on about Star Trek, the other star franchise out there.
0: I got to check that out. I love Star Trek.
3: We should be coming out with another one. Uh, it's fatter future coming out hopefully soon. Just got to get, get it planned out and, uh, talk about all different types of things from pogs to cryptocurrency with some of our favorite fads and what might be the future.
1: I like the idea of comparing cryptocurrency to pogs like that. There's something. something-
3: Nick trolls. You can, you name it. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of ridiculousness. You
1: got to talk about beanie babies. Oh yeah. Furbies. They're coming back. Furbies. Uh
2: nah, beanie babies and pogs.
1: <laughs> Alrighty, Chris, when you are not thinking about star Trek and Zang this, what are you up to? I, you know, I've just been
0: like up to so much like ancillary Star Wars related nonsense lately. If you go over to AKOV KOV podcast on Instagram, I'll try and have some, some of it posted by the time this episode comes out, you'll be able to see me loitering at the Yoda fountain in San Francisco, going to the super seven store. I'm going to the Cincinnati toy show next weekend, which, you know, the, the Cincinnati being the birthplace of Kenner and the Star Wars action figures. And that toy show is always great because you, you know, that's where all the, Prototypes that snuck out of the back door from Kenner, from until they closed the office in around two thousand, you, you, they turn up at these shows. Like, you know, even if it's a, even if it's just a Kenner Predator first shot or hard copy, like you'll see something cool there uh, to this day. So I'm excited about that, and I'll try and share some photos over at at Kov Podcast on Instagram. So check that out.
1: And of
2: course, also the birthplace of the Cincinnati Bengals, nineteen sixty eight. So um, the current one and two bangles at as the as time of this record. I got to take the win while I can get it, everybody.
1: Sports. Indeed. Yes. I've never felt so uh, disenfranchised while listening, while being involved with this podcast. Alrighty, folks. <laughs> Good night, but not goodbye. And as always, may the force be with you. <laughs>